When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DPHRO and Rothenberg. James Fade, jumper, good! NBA history! Thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of something I've always dreamed about. It's clearly one of the greatest of all time. I would never, ever, in a million years, dream this even better than what it is tonight. LeBron James, a record that had stood for almost four decades, now belongs to the king. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. I'm going to take myself (laughs) against anybody that's ever played this game. On 98.7 ESPN. All right, DPHR Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. This portion of the show, driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. So I made my way through about, say, 60% of the bagel. It's a good bagel. It's a nice, solid, you can just say by the smell, you can tell it's going to be yeah, a nice Yeah, I mean, bagel. it's it's a little bit harder than a fresh bagel would be, but but... Nonetheless, a good solid bagel. Yeah, I listen. I had no expectation that RJ was going to first of all bring bagels. So be- a very nice, event. very nice. And how how was he going to find a twenty four hour bagel emporium on his way? Well, you would think someone ultimately committed, like all the way, would have done their research, right, and found what bagel store because you know there are bagel stores. Well, over here's 24/7. the thing, though. In RJ's defense, though, like he he there was some hesitation though because he didn't know if you were going to because you're starving yourself would eat a bagel. Right. If Raymond would partake, like he just... Well, why would Raymond not partake? Well, maybe he doesn't like... I mean, maybe he didn't, wouldn't move for bacon. He hasn't eaten a lot of breakfast lately. You keeping tabs on what Ray is Yeah, taking? while we talk, we're friends. Uh-huh. He's been kind of anti-breakfast lately. Ray, did you have one bagel already? I have. And you'll probably have another one. Uh, probably, at the rate we're going. See? So, yeah. No, the man is The only deprived. one that spits in the face of the day-old bagels is you. For now. That could change. I think it should. There's three hours left. I think solidarity. Hey, you've, been poo- Wait, you've been poo-pooing the bagel this this entire time. Poo. Dave. Yeah, what Dave's poo-pooing it, but he's stuffing it in his I face. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't poo-poo the bagel. He's moaning every bite, it, so it, everyone knows. You keep calling it day-old bagels. It, but when when were they made? If it's not 24 hours. Did did we get past midnight? Let's when, take a let's take a poll of out there of all the bagel we, creators. We may not be we may not be twelve hours old I, on these bagels. Yeah, I want They're to 12, know. When did you get them? They're twelve hours old. I uh. You didn't get them at 7 o'clock last night? Uh, I got them at 5.30 last night. 5.30 last night. All right, so they're more, more than 12 hours. No, by the time he had them in studio, though. Yeah, if you were here with the rest of us, Dave, right. you would know. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what do you want me to tell you? He got them at 5.30. They're pro- I'm sure they weren't right out of the oven at 5.30. Probably well, a couple hours that. old. I, I don't know that they're not. Let's find out how many how many bakeries or bagel shops or carts or whatever make them post-midnight pre-breakfast. I would love to know. 
I, I think this is a, a large faction of the bagel community. Yeah, I think there's, I, I don't, I wouldn't that, die on that hill. That is a midnight, 1 a.m., fresh out of the oven, yep. ready to go, 2 a.m. I feel very confident with uh, but that. The, I'm not, what I'm saying is, it's not all of them. No way. All of them, no. But m- what my point is, which you seem to be missing, is if you really, now he's from Brockport. Right? He's not from New York. He, he didn't grow up on the bagel. Is that fair to say, RJ? I'm not from here. Okay. Don't claim to be. So maybe this, you know, it's like you go to Florida, like Linder's bagels, those frozen bagels, that's what they look as, as legitimate bagel. Maybe RJ is from that school where he looks at this bagel as top notch. It's good. It's good. It's a nice bagel. It's just not fresh. No, I just don't think that, I mean, uh, you're a bagel elitist is what you are. I think that's fair. Right. And it's not. I don't think it's fair to criticize poor RJ who went. I mean, he's carrying his his backpack. I would. I would. How much would you pay to watch RJ with backpack, to. one arm, bagels on like like Tiki Barber keeping the football high and tight? I would have under loved the to have seen it. No, but see, see, here's. Hey, listen, I understand what you're trying to do. Is is New York shame me? I don't. I don't claim to be from here. I don't claim to have grown up on the best bagels, which which they are. I agree. Here's what I would ask you. Yeah. Where's your bagels? What do you mean? I didn't see you come in with any bagels because well, he doesn't eat bagels and he well, doesn't really eat birthday bagels. Presents. Uh, I, you know uh, what I you know what I was going you know what I was going to do uh, what, what if I need to let to... your boss you know what let, let me draw the curtain. What were you going to do that you did not do? Here, well, no, it was going to be done and still can be done. I was going to fly a spaceship today. No, I just no, have, didn't <laughs> no. have time. Here's what I was going to do. I, I don't time. know if you even saw how this went down. Very clandestine as it would be. I gave Rick a large gift card. To Starbucks. So, so let me get this straight. On Ray's birthday, you gave Rick a gift. You, can I finish <laughs> to my spend on Raymond? I think. And, and I was going to say, when Rick orders the breakfast or tea or coffee or whatever it is, make sure you get Raymond's order and take it out of the gift card that I just gave to you. So what I hear is, <laughs> Ray, it's your birthday. Rick, here's a gift. <laughs> Forget it. You know what? You can't win with these two. <laughs> to spend on Raymond. To spend on Raymond. Right. Oh, okay. Fair. I, I retract my previous statement. Then I would keep the rest. So it's almost like we haven't discussed on this show how I'm not a big Starbucks guy. Yeah, yeah. L- l- so What do you want, Bustello? So we've, we've, <laughs> we've, Double we've, fisting for Bustello? Is that what you want? we weeks talking about Bustello, and you're like, let me get this secondhand gift card I have, give it to Rick, who will take care of Ray, and you can just remove yourself from doing any work whatsoever. That's what I hear. No. That's, you, you, it's you, dirty gambling money, too, is what it is. Oh, how'd you earn that money, Dave? I won the gift card for Mike Tenenbaum, who said the Cowboys were going to be in the Super Bowl. So you re-gifted to a place Ray doesn't frequent. I didn't re-gift. <laughs> I, I, Rick loves uh, it more uh, than I do. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what? He caught him. He why, caught him. Why, don't you, why don't you take one of your hard bagels and smack it upside your head <laughs> and draw blood, Okay. <laughs> I got to be honest. These bagels are mediocre at best. And I didn't want to have to say anything, but that's, that's the truth. They're hard. I mean, the, the, the bagels should not be this hard. Sesame seeds everywhere. I mean, the, 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 it's a hard outer I'm shell. So, I'm this so is sorry. Not, this people. is not a New York bagel. I'm so sorry to the janitor crew. So sorry. Don't worry, Ray. You got a nice re-gifted place for a place you don't care for. I'm come, not, come I'm not bringing way. him a, a second-hand coffee. I'm not going to say, listen, uh, what was that pot brewed yesterday? Yeah, let me let me get that. No, I want a freshly brewed pot of coffee for Raymond. That's so what I want. So you're going to go order Starbucks around. You're gonna, you, want, you want receipts on when the pot was brewed. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but, but I, think it's, I think it's understood when the pot was brewed. You go in. You're asking for old stuff. That's what you're asking for. Not me. No, not you. Not me. <laughs> I don't need to show, honestly. <laughs> what are you going to do? Where else would you get a stale bagel? 
Uh, you know, I could get a stale bagel on any show, I would think. They, but you're not eating bagels. You know, here, here's what's going to happen. It's a treat. Admit here's what's going to happen. Gordon to the mornings with you, me and Larry evenings. How do you know Larry wants to pull you around in a I don't think Larry wants to work with you. Yeah. you, do, do you know, know Larry this? loves Does me. he have the strength to carry you? Larry, I carry Larry you? adores me. I think Larry's too polite to tell you. No. So you believe that Larry dislikes me? No, Larry doesn't dislike anybody. Larry loves me. I think on a list of biggest pains in the butt at the studio, at the station, you're probably top of the list. No way. No. You're a lot. No. You're a lot. Egomaniac. No, no way. I'm just, I, I would RJ, say, am I wrong? I would say you're very high maintenance. Ugh. I would say Han, very high maintenance. <laughs> I'm no baby. See, see this is- I show up. I do my job. Yeah. I take notes. That's it. If and someone I doesn't leave. agree with you, you have a nervous breakdown. No. You scream and yell like, like a nincompoop. Goodbye! <laughs> You're good! Bye! Here's where I'll defend you. Yeah. You do like nine out of ten, no every work. ten things. No, you do no. like nine out of every ten things right in terms of being a good guy. The 10% is what we just heard. When you go off the deep end and you, de- you, you decide, all right, I'm going to take a shot back, a salvo going back in the other direction. That's right. Other people just catch those salvos. Like Alan Hahn, minding his own business, you, you take it Sorry. apart. Sorry. You, you, take- <laughs> you know what? That's the problem. I'm a truth seeker. I'm out there searching under rocks and everywhere I can find the truth. And I don't think, I think Alan Hahn is, is a high maintenance guy, <laughs> as is Rick. How did we get here? Is Hahn catching straight? Because he'll take down everybody. This is what happens with him. Well, well uh, unlike you, who just tiptoes around and is scared to death of confrontation, he gets taken in, and they ask him a question about, uh, so what did RJ do? He'll take down every, the, the whole, everyone's coming down. They'll know. What did RJ do? He brought very old and hardened bagels. That's what he did. Oh, they, they'll, they'll go after him. They'd have, they'd have the FBI revisiting the parking, Jewish community. The Jewish community is up in arms over what you've done here today. Oh, no. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize to all of them. All I can do, well, maybe they'll come eat the bagels. You're not eating it. Since you hated oh, so no, much, no, I, I had half, and I have another half of this thing no, here. I, you got to throw it out then. You Why would it? I throw it out? Because you hate it. No, you know what? There are people with, that can't afford this. At least I have a. a well, next, a, during the next commercial break, after you order Starbucks around, go give it to one of them. Rick French toast bagel. Just shove it right down his. He's, right down he's his busy smashing this bagel off the desk. <laughs> this, this hard bagel. You told me to you, smash you, it against you know my what? head and draw blood. Yeah, they could use it as a paperweight. Is what they can do. A lot of things could be a paperweight. Yeah, but this would be really good. Or it can, you know. Double is like some kind of a a, a, a warfare. Beat people with it. Double as a warfare. Du- double in, in like a hand to hand combat. Like a, like a musket. No, like like you walk up to someone, you just smash this hard bagel in their face. Very close range weapon. Yeah, hand to hand combat bagels. All right, uh, the Knicks last night. By the way, before we get to the Knicks, here's a read that you'll love. Nature Valley wants to see you and your family out there. When we share our love for out there, we inspire others to protect it, and that's what getting out there. Is all about Nature Valley. Life happens out there. It happens out there is where it happens. All right, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. That is a gritty, gutty, terrific victory from the Knicks last night, and it's just the way I want to see it. I want crunch time, the ball in Jalen Brunson's hands. That's what I got. I'm pleased with that win, and. That's really all, all there is to it. It wasn't a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing win, but a win is a win on the road against a team that's playing some pretty decent basketball. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, it's a, it's a tough spot. It's one of those kind of trap spots where you come off a big, high emotional win and you're down in Orlando. I mean, you're not expecting, like you heard the crowd last night, which I thought was a big factor in the game because it was a pro-Knicks crowd. What, what do you think it was? Like 50-50? I think it might have been more. Like it, 60, I mean, there was a lot of Knicks fans, lot that of Knicks fans there. And they got off to a slow start because it's not, just so people know. Like everyone wants to think that you just show up and like you just you're so you're so ramped up to play like you can't wait 
to get on the, the court or the ice. Mentally, and I've told you this a million times, physically, yes, tough. But mentally is the toughest part about trying to get through, get yourself through an 82-game schedule. Because you just have days where your legs don't feel good or whatever. And you, you're just not at that same intensity level that you feel like you need to be at. And sometimes it takes a minute. Sometimes it, it doesn't happen. And you just you come out flat and you stay flat. Good on them, though, that if you listen to Jalen Brunson after the game, they got, they got a nice stern talking to at halftime. And they found it. And then... I've been screaming and yelling about this thing needs to look better at the end of games, and last night it seemed like they're starting to learn. Now, will this continue? I hope so. But it was, you know, we made the mistake last game. We didn't foul, right? Clippers game, we don't foul. Right. Goes in overtime, we lose. What they do last night? They made sure they fouled. How about this one? So going into that final stretch, they were, I mean, free throw shooting has not been great. They were 7-13. of from the free throw line. So mm-hmm. they already had missed six. Down the stretch, six for six. Right. Brunson four for four. Randall hits a couple big ones, a couple big rebounds. Sims had a couple big dunks. I thought that play where Ben Carroll came around for the reverse layup. And, and, it, and it went in and out. Kind of spun out. Yeah. That was, that, a, was a, that would have given Orlando the one-point lead, that I think, was, Yeah, that, that was yeah. a big moment. And then it comes back down, and Sims gets the dunk, and now it's, they're up three. But, yeah, like, it, listen, it, it's a tough spot. It really is. It could be one of those trap spots. Came out slow, found a way to kind of get themselves back to where they needed to be, and then and finish the game the, the way it should be finished. Uh, here is Jalen Brunson answering the question, what was said during halftime? Yeah, we got a couple choice words, Phil, but uh, we got he lit a fire under us, man. We just, we just got to continue to play hard you know, all the time. You know, when we have uh, wins against uh, teams, teams that have higher seeds, you know, we can't just take these teams lightly. I mean, they're well-coached. They, they're NBA players, too. You know, we can't take them lightly at all, and um, we just got to keep fighting. So they have it, and they can't take these teams lightly. Like and that's it's great to win that game because I had a very bad feeling about that game yesterday. Orlando's played well. You could have a letdown game on the road, and they answered the bell every single step of the way. So for all the crap that I and we and everyone out there gives them, you got to take your hat off to last night's victory. It's a good win. Well, at some point you have to realize that, right? Like there's that moment when you realize that you know as we're a good team, but we're not a great team. We're right. not one of those you know crazy talented teams that can just you know show up and and win. That's not who we are. You heard Jalen Brunson say it. Like these are, I mean, Orlando Magic. They get some good players. They're NBA players. They're well coached. It's a game on the road, and you know, down twelve halfway through the second quarter. At some point, it's got to, you know, it's got to click in that hey, like fellas, we need to be better. We can be better, and and they figured it out and got a big win. And Jay, listen, Jalen Brunson with the ball in his hands down the stretch. That's how it has to be. Has to be. I've, that been, way. I've been clamoring for that. Has to be. Because even the one chance, like, listen, Randall had another 20-10. I mean, 22-14 rebounds. Like he does the guys, it every, every single game. He's playing at a extremely high level. But in those moments, late in games, clutch time moments, even last night you saw it, ball in his hands, travel. Like, it's and it just, slows down it's to not a what he, it's, it's not what he does it's, great. It's not what you want. No. You have to, and it's obvious now, you have to facilitate the offense through, Julie, oh, through I, uh, Jalen Brunson. I'm glad you just said that. Yeah. I almost had a nervous breakdown, though, because the out-of-bounds play... They're up three. Oh, when he pushed off? No, 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 not when he pushed off. Well, he he ends up pushing off. R.J. Barrett's wide open. Oh, under the basket. Oh my! And he, and he didn't pass it to him. I was like, oh my god! If we if we lose because he and missed you're that. now conditioned. Like like at least for me, every time I watch these, I'm like, oh god, they're gonna they're gonna miss the free throw. They're gonna get the offensive rebound. They're gonna kick it out for three. Like it's gonna blow up in their face. But to their credit, it did not. By the way, I just all I did a quick Google search. Twenty four seven bagel shops. Internet is. 
I mean, Bagel Boss, First Avenue, Smith Street Bagels, Pick a Bagel, A&S Bagel, Sunny and Annie's, Tribeca Bagels, Long Island Bagel Cafe, Skyline Gourmet Deli. Yeah, but what Deli, time do they bagel Smith? Time out, time out. What time is what? What time do they make the bagels? I'm sure they make it after midnight. I think you should call yeah, it. But how, but how? What time do they open? What time do they open? Also, also, I want to. Right, I just said 24 hours. Yeah, Ray. But, okay. Here's the thing, though. In RJ's defense. Is if you have a bagel emporium like you're talking about, yeah. you would want the bagels as fresh as possible for the yes. morning rush. Right. So you're probably, I mean, you're probably getting to work at what? Like four in the morning? Yeah, and you, you just said- RJ oh. strolling at three, 3.30. He doesn't show up at three. What, by the, yeah, he is. I mean, No, he's, he's ro- not. What time do you walk in the door here? Right around four. Uh-huh. So he's walking through the streets at 3.30. He doesn't okay. just like, snap his fingers and magically appear in the studio. Okay, the you that- don't think you call one of these bagel no. places- Last night, say, listen, I'd like to stop in around 3.30, nope. pick up freshly baked bagels. That's something that can happen. You're, no. doing, you're doing too much. And you just said, you said Chelsea, Long Island, and First Avenue. Where are you sending me? I, I, there's Williamsburg. I got uh, You're going to send me place. to Williamsburg? They're all over the place. They're all, you get, you, you're on the subway, you pop off, you pop out, you go back in, underground, away you go. Doing Fresh, beautiful bagels. When was the last time you think much. Dave was on the subway? You have no idea how this works. Doing when was the last time I was on the subway? Yeah, what was the last time? Very um, disconnected. It, not not since the pandemic right, started. You just pop out, pop back on. Well, it's not like I've never taken the subway. Yeah, you pop out, you're Williamsburg, now you're in Tribeca, <laughs> now, you're, now you're in I'm not sure. The, the whole subway sure system has, has changed. <laughs> I'm not sure Dave could handle the subway I right now. I can handle the subway. Oh, I, oh, I can handle the subway. He thinks the subway's like a teleportation device. You just pop in, right? You're in Williamsburg. Uh, you're on the subway. You take it to Williamsburg. You pop out. You go upstairs. Oh, there's the bagel store. You get your freshly ordered dozen bagels. You pop back down right on the subway, right into the city. Do all of this at 2 in the morning. Here's yes. what Here's what you, if you ca- cared. Here's what you can't do anymore. What, you, what can't you do? You can't go at Rick anymore for being a, a gated community member. You are. You're right there. Just admit it. No, I don't He's know worse that. than me. No. Yeah, Rick doesn't fight it. Just no. admit that's that's where you no. fall. No, no. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. 
I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to some of the calls on the Knicks, and then we still have the Kyrie Irving to get into, the Aaron Rodgers, the uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. There's still so much to do. We have Stump Rothenberg at 745. You have a good question? I always have a good question. Okay. Because you know it's my favorite day of the week. See, this is what I'm talking about, though. Now, look up to the TV on your left. Yeah. Now, if you don't think he's the greatest scorer of all time, I have no problem with that. Even the second TV greatest. to my left is a commercial with, with no, the right woman there, not all the way to the left, you oh. animal. I don't know. You say look at the TV to like your that, left. I, I is, follow instruction well, beautifully. This is, the, this is the problem I have with this business. This is the problem. All right. With with that. What, their top five NBA scorers of all time? Max is top five. Then I mean, he's, he leads the NBA in points all time. Yeah. Just breaks the record. But I, I will say this, though, not to defend Max too much, but I think when you look at LeBron, you don't think of him as a, as a scorer. Like I, I know it's weird to say he's the all-time scorer. But he scoring. is, though. I but know. That, I don't care what you think. The reality is is that at 38 years old, he's averaging over 30 points a game. Which is His really remarkable. His career average is fifth all-time. Over 27 not, points a game. Do you not look at I Kevin what, Durant as a greater scorer? I know what you're saying. Yeah. And I agree with you. But is today the day to do it where you don't include him in your top five? No, but it's it's very well, hot takeish. Right. It's very that's very my, reactionary. I, oh, same, saying, that's my same problem. Same way we it. get a million phone calls this morning. He's not Michael. Okay, fine. Okay. But that's fine, though. But that's a good conversation. That's a conversation that's been going on for how many years? But isn't today the day you celebrate LeBron? You know what the biggest problem LeBron has with that whole thing is? Is that he said he wanted it. Like, he verbalized, I'm the chosen one. I want this. I but want he's, to be he's done it. I, I know, but it, those people want to be the ones. Those people that are now dug in, he'll never be Michael Jordan, wanted to be the ones that said, you know what? Wow. This guy... This guy might be better than Michael Jordan, but because he said he wanted it, mm-hmm. and, and like you can, you know he wants it, people are hesitant to give it to him because he already has everything. Everything, and he's been a good guy. Which, dude, the which of stuff I know he does that, off the court. I mean, all of it, like, dude. I mean, his one misstep, and I don't even think it's a misstep. Is it even a misstep? In his one misstep, he still raised money for the the Boys and Girls Club right. in Greenwich. Right, was the decision. Right, and people are all bothered by that. Let's go to Israel and be careful. Step very lightly. And here's Yov. Good morning, Yov. You're on 98.7. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Rick. How are you guys doing? We're doing, we're doing great. I just consumed a day-old bagel, Yov. It was delicious. Oh, but uh, I heard it was a little bit hard. You know, I, I like you, Dave. I like fresh and soft mm-hmm. bagel. I think bagel never should be hard. Like Dave's body. It's a little doughy, yeah. soft and doughy. Mm-hmm. You see what I deal with, Yov? <laughs> <laughs> Ray, when you have your your weekly call with HR, if you could bring that up, seven twenty five. Oh, on oh Wednesday. before I forget, yeah. and up, uh, happy birthday to one of the greatest, if not the greatest, producer in radio history, Raymond Santiago. Really happy birthday to you. That man. is very nice and very. And Yov's in the in the radio business. So that's, that's, yeah, he is. That's nice. Thank yep. you, Yov. Yeah, so I will get to my next point because I don't want to get uh, stuck in life. I, I, Rick, I mean, you are, man, you're the best. I mean, what I feel in, like, it came, you say my, how I see the, the game and my takes, like, you talked about how they foul Orlando and they didn't do it on Saturday, and that's improvement, like, very improving in those crunch time situations. And that's my take from the game last night. We are starting to look good in those crunch time situations against Philadelphia, against Orlando. They, they are really starting to improve in those situations, and that's a thing to be excited about. 
Well, they're listen. They have they have a good team. They have good players. Do they have great players? No, but they have good players. And, and I I stand by this. If you have good players that play the system the right way, and in moments like last night, make you know they execute, then there's no reason why this team can't be a six seed. Right now, they're percentage points behind Miami. Right. And, and they play I, Miami all, what three times in the next couple of weeks? Right. And all I ask is that it just gets better. Improve on it because I know you're talking about it. Like that's I haven't played in the NHL. Like this is what we do. But that's what you do. That's it's exactly what you do. You're up by three. They have no timeouts. There's ten seconds left. You foul. They hit two. You go down. You hit your shots. They come down. You foul again, and you just play the game. They never had a right. chance. Julius Randle rebound. Like that's you right. Go down the stretch in crunch time. If you, you make ju- I mean that Dallas game still. I mean haunts me. That game was an embarrassment. They were up by what ten points with under a minute to go, and they they lost in overtime. Go back to the Clippers game too. I mean that that last second three point tied up. Why are you not fouling? Right, right, exactly. It makes no. And I am. A, this is not a Monday morning quarterback at any level. I'm up three, closing moments. I'm fouling because I just don't believe that you're going to hit the foul shot, then miss the second, then get the rebound, and then score. I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. And then in a case like last night, is you do what you did, and then you go down and you make your shots because again they're free throws, mm-hmm. and then. You close the game out. Now, Brunson hit his shots down the stretch. He missed one in the fourth quarter, right? I think he had a, an N1, and he missed it. Yeah, but he had his last he had his last four. They went six straight. Yep. That's that's win, that's winning basketball. It's right. like you're not slicing the, the atom. Listen, the Randall, I mean, that re, Randall rebound's a big rebound. Big rebound. It's a great missed foul shot, by the way. It was. Uh, let's go to Evan in Queens. Hi, Evan. You're on 98.7. Morning, guys. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, ever since the Clippers game, which was a disaster, obviously, but... Um, our fourth quarter offense, even in that game, was fantastic. I'm talking about the last six minutes. Obviously, the last minute of the Miami game was also we tried to give that game away 18 different ways. But I really like what I'm seeing down the stretch of the games. We're giving the ball to Brunson. He's not so punting. Um, and just much more of uh, much less uh, Randall, pretty much. So I'm really happy with what we're seeing. I'm not opposed to Randall shooting the ball. I just no. don't want him to be the facilitator of the ball right. in, the, in, the, in the biggest moments. Listen, you can see what happens, man. I mean, in those moments, the, their best one-on-one player is Jalen Brunson. And he's he's composed enough that in those spots, under that kind of pressure, he can make the right decision. He's going to get a shot for himself, or he's going to kick it out to someone that's open. I think the more interesting thing to watch, and Santiago, tell me because you're at all these games, is is the the five man unit that Tibbs trusts the most when they need to to score. It feels like right now it's Brunson, Randall, Grimes, quickly, and then Hartenstein. Or Hart, I'll say Hartenstein, Mitchell Robinson when he comes back. Right, but the center's just really there for the defense more than right. anything. Right, right. But I mean, yeah, are, yeah, but yeah, I'm saying accurate. like in the, the their best five. Yeah, that's that's accurate. When it's crunch time, that's pretty much. He what likes it, Grimes what it comes a lot. Too. He loves Grimes. That's one of his guys because well, Grimes can shoot. He spreads the floor quickly. Can shoot. Yep. He plays RJ, and he plays great defense. RJ Quickly's Barrett. an excellent defensive player. How about how about do you see that Clyde said that RJ Barrett's the worst, worst def- defensive player on the team? <laughs> that's that's not very nice. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. I believe, I don't know this to be true, but my guess would be Stump Rothenberg today turns into a Super Bowl edition. You don't think? It could. I mean, that you said it, so maybe it does. I just think, I mean, right now we're talking a lot of NBA, so... Maybe there's some NBA conversation. Well, I'll ask you the question. I have I have two questions. I have a football-related question and a basketball. Would you prefer football? No, maybe I'd like both. All right. Right? We'll see. You tell me.
Your decision. Yeah, maybe football would be nice. I don't know. Let, let me see maybe where football. Yeah, Wednesday. Let I mean, me we're see. Close. Let me see where we are when we hit Stump Rothenberg in about ten minutes. By the way, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six to get involved. Stump Rothenberg. We didn't even mention this the other day, and because it was just so much to talk about. But the reason why I thought of it is because I mean, you mentioned Super Bowl, and I was thinking about the, the fact that the Kelsey brothers are going to be playing in the Super Bowl, and how right. cool that would be for the parents. Did you watch any of the NHL All Star Game at all? Very little. Okay. Did how? Keith Kachuk, who I played with, get a chance to sit in that arena and watch his two boys play in the All-Star cool. game? Very cool. A- amazing, man. It also it really makes is. you, I don't know if you get this. Old. It ma- yeah, it makes you feel very Dude, old. I remember when we played in the World Cup, they were, I don't know, seven, running around the locker room. So you you knew these little yeah, kids? Yeah, like playing, like playing mini hockey in the locker room. I said, it, and it, now it, they're it's terrible. There is now like, so, so I don't, so the number one recruit, I think next year's college basketball class is... I don't remember his first name. Oh, for Wagner, right? Last name Wagner. I watched his grandfather play. Milt Wagner won the NCAA title at Louisville, and then Dewan Wagner was was like the number one recruit. I don't know twenty something years ago, and now Milt's grandson is the number one recruit in the country for next season. That's amazing. What DJ Wagner? Amazing. Raymond is telling me, dude. I tell, like we did a. I don't know how many years ago it was. A couple years ago, but Mike Sillinger's kid was a first round draft pick of the. Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay. So Emily Kaplan, who does stuff, I mean, she's one of the faces of she's our very hockey good, coverage. Yeah. Well, she called me and she's like, Do you have any good Cole Sillinger stories? And I was like, Do I have any Cole? Like, he was like, I don't know, three years old. And I try to turn him into a goalie. And now you get to watch him play in the NHL. It's it's incredible. It's weird stuff. All right. So um, speaking of weird stuff, this is a great segue. Kyrie Irving, um, he addresses the. The Dallas media yesterday, new member of the Dallas Mavericks, traded from the Nets, of course, in that um, quick deal. He said he wanted out on Friday, and he gets out on Sunday. And Kyrie, I think much to nobody's surprise, feels disrespected. Here he is. You know, the reporting and and the journalism um, that was going to come out of why I left, I I knew that was going to be speculation. You know, but for me personally, you know, just sitting in the seat today, I I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated. Uh, and not just tolerated or, or, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent. I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So um, I just want to change that narrative, write my own story, and just continue to prepare in the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control, like I said. And Here's the thing. I think we continuously talk about how great he is and how talented Couple he is things. and what he's able to do. Couple things. First of all, how do you know you're going to be celebrated in Dallas? Well, he's just assuming because well, it's, yeah. it's, it's a fresh start. A fresh start. W- right. Was he not celebrated when he decided to be in net? He's celebrated everywhere he goes he is until, the... until he burns down the bridge. Okay, right. I don't know if I've ever come across an athlete since I've been doing this job that whenever you bring him up, and I don't care if it's us on this show or Stephen A or whoever it is, that has to start the whole conversation by saying, I just want to let everyone know I think Kyrie is special. He's one of the most talented players we've ever seen. He's box office. You go through like, it's like a full minute and a half of waxing poetic about how great he is, but the story isn't always... Kyrie, the reason why we don't talk about your work ethic and how great you are, and that's all we talk about, is because you give us so much other stuff that we have to talk about. That's not the story. We all know you're great. It's all the other stuff that we end up having to talk about, which is always prefaced by... Listen, he's awesome. This is not about him as a player. He's a, he, but he's he doesn't a, he doesn't get it. That's the thing. We talk about this all the time. He's so tone deaf. I don't know whether he just doesn't want to see it or he actually truly doesn't see it. 
but there's something so glaring that he's just not aware of. Nobody went after him. Nobody. He was celebrated. Knicks fans like, oh, my God, we have to deal with Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant for the next God, know, God knows how many years. How many championships are they going to win? Nobody had an agenda to go after. He did it. He acted like a fool over and over and over and over. And you know what? When you do that, people are going to take shots at you. You think that Nets fans who were so thrilled when he came here, look at him now like, God, that worked out well? It was a disaster is what it was. No, and let's not forget the reason why he was still in net this year. Is because they were going to give him the most money. That's why he opted into this year. That's exactly right. Yeah, right. And we, I think we all have a pretty good idea of why he's not with the Nets anymore and why he, he forced Because he wanted to get paid. Right. And that's where we're unwilling they to, to pay. pay him through the nose. Correct. Is what it was. That's exactly right. I mean, you know what? It's just... It's... So what stories were coming out? What, what stories about why he wanted out? Except the truth, the, the truth the, the of the truth. story, which was he wanted to get paid and they weren't going to pay him. Would you not say that of any athlete in your, I don't know, distant memory, memory forever, that he does not make it harder than anybody that you can remember to root for? He makes it impossible. Yeah, it's tough with him. And I think the, the biggest disconnect between him and us, and I think just people in general, is I think he surrounds himself with people that don't that don't hold him accountable. I think that's part of the problem. And I think the other problem is that he just thinks he's at such a higher level intellectually than us. That's why that's why he doesn't see it. See what we see because we're just pawns and we don't we, we don't get it. We but don't do, understand. Do you think he really looks at it and says, I'm just smarter than you? Yeah, I think he thinks he's smarter and he's just he's just better because we don't get and it. And he looks down on everyone else. Right. Like what he's doing is more important because what everyone else is doing, like all the things like the the unrest at the Capitol or all the things he's doing, you know, the charitable things he does away from the floor that, you know, take precedence over him actually showing up to play, you know, play basketball and do his job is more important than what every other guy than what LeBron James is doing off the court, or how you know whatever happening, whatever's happening in the world is affecting all the other players that have taken it upon themselves to show up and do their job, because he's at a different level. It affects him differently than everyone else. Why, why would he think that, though? Great question. Like, why does he think that everything that happens to him should be received or analyzed differently than anybody else? He he, he left the because team. he's an artist and you can't see it. So so that's what it is. Well, you ever he, go to you ever go look at art? Then you got yeah, not often, but yeah. well, yeah, but you have though, right? right? Yeah, sure. And someone explains to you this is you know this is a very famous artist, and you're looking at something, you're like, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. that's right. that's exactly what it is. You don't see it because you're not at his level. You're not the artist he is. So so that's what it is. I just I can't see it, and so because I can't see it, he can't even explain it to me because I'm just sitting there in the dark. Right. I I don't know if you feel like this, and I will say it for me, not for the show. I can't. St- Stand him. I absolutely detest him. I think he's a virtuoso as a player, as a teammate, as a as a as a member of the NBA community, as a human being. I think he's impossible to root for. I will say this: as good as he is, and as talented he is, and as much as I enjoy watching him play basketball, it could be any sport. I don't care what the sport would be. I could not play on the same team as him. Couldn't do it. Could not do it yet. All my his per- teammates the other day my, were, were so bothered by the fact that he was leaving. My personality would not mesh well with like what I'm trying. My 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 stated goal before every season was to win a championship, or at least do whatever I could in my power to win a championship. And to have someone like him in our locker room that was that selfish, that self-absorbed, that was making that virtually impossible to achieve would not. Would not be able. I, I would. It's not sustainable for me. He, he doesn't care. There would be fights. Like it, it's a whole different. And maybe just because I haven't been in an NBA locker room, like I don't know how it works. 
I know I I know how an NHL locker room works. They police themselves, this right? Don't yeah, stuff like that doesn't. It, it feels to me like the NBA, and I don't mean in the version of game they play. I mean like in how they handle their business is softer than the other sports. Like I well, just, I think there's more. I I think they're the players in the NBA are far more empowered and have way more. And it's all guaranteed money, right? That's part of it. Right. It's a lot of money, and it's also understanding now because the precedent has been set. You can't. You can't piss off your best player because if you do, he's going to one out and you have no choice. Right, and he's going to demand a trade, and you're going to have to acquiesce, and you're going to have to trade. Yeah, you're walking on eggshells. Like that's and, so and you can't no one, coach him the way you want because you, you might turn him off. And there's no one in that locker room that's going to hold that's going to hold him accountable. Right. I can't stand it. It drives me crazy, man. I would have such a hard time with that because again, like there's only like Kevin Durant's only got a, I mean so many years left in this thing. But I don't even know, and I wish we could find out. Maybe he'll speak at some point about it. I, I like. He totally screwed Kevin Durant. He doesn't Durant want to deal here. with it, though. It's not his personality. Not his personality. That's why it's so important, man, to have a coach. If you have a lack of leadership in your locker room, you don't have guys that will stand up. It doesn't have to be the best player either. It's just got to be a guy that will stand up and not worry about being your buddy, but will hold everyone accountable. And he has he's earned enough respect that guys will listen. If you don't have that, the coach has to be that. Right. And Steve Nash was not that. I think Vaughn might be that guy. I think he might. But I feel like it's kind of too little too late at this well, point. Well, with him it was. Yeah. But, but Kevin Durant's not that guy. I, and I guess you, maybe that's why it's such a soft landing spot for Kyrie, because I can pull whatever crap I want to pull, and I know that I'm not going to have repercussions for the guy. Well, because that, he becomes the alpha, because I don't think KD is that kind of alpha. He doesn't feel like he is. So, I mean, he just wants to go out and play and win basketball basketball games. No, he's so unlikable. If if I was a fan, listen, I look at Kadarius Tony as a Giants fan, I'm like, ugh, Eli Apple, ugh. I mean, if... if Kyrie Irving ever played for my team and wronged my team the way that he did and the fan base and everything the way that he did, I would I would never forgive him. No, because again, listen, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but there are so many. We talk about like Kay was talking about New York yesterday, and Aaron Rodgers deciding whether or not he wanted to be a Jet. Right. It sounds like he's leaning more toward, towards Vegas. We'll get into that whole thing. But they were going back and forth about how hard it is to play in New York and the media scrutiny and the sports talk radio and the fans and everything else. I can tell you, having been on a bunch of bad teams, and that was the Islanders, it wasn't the Rangers, so it wasn't as big of a deal. But still, we had you know fans that would show up and chant, let's go Bridgeport, and there was bad articles written, and a lot of them were about me, and that hurts, and that sucks. But at the end of the day, what mattered most was how the guys in that locker room viewed me. Did they think I was doing everything in my power to help us win? And if, and if I felt that way... All that other stuff didn't matter. Right. It sucked to deal with, but it didn't matter. Kind of a us-against-the-world mentality. You need to have that. And there, it's it's him against the world. It ain't us against the world. No, it's no, no. It's Kyrie against the world. No, he he. I mean, he left the team. That's the. I one. didn't tell anyone. Oh, he, right. He didn't tell the coach. He didn't tell the owner. Nope. He didn't. Look, Joe Sy seems like an easy guy and re- relented on a lot of issues with Kyrie. He intentionally didn't trade him to the Lakers because well, he wanted to punish him as best he could. Let me ask you a question. You're a smart guy. You got two kids. How do, how can you how can you honestly ask to be respected by someone mm-hmm. that you don't show any respect to? You can't. So I mean, what, what's the expectation that you should respect me? But I, I don't have to respect you, and I, I'm better than you. And I'm you, the one paying you. And I'll talk down to you. And I'm the one paying you. That's right. But I don't care. If it's not here's the thing. If it's not you that's going to pay me, I'm talented what, enough. The next guy's going to pay me. What drives you crazy the most with your kids? Like that sets you off. <laughs> Plenty of things. No, but I mean, your kid shows you a clear lack of respect. It, it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's obnoxious. like you see red. You can't even believe yeah. it. Like, it's it's like the biggest pet peeve for a parent. Yeah. It's like all the stuff I do for you, 
how well I treat you, and right. you don't respect Drive you all over the place, do anything you want, wake up early, make you the food you want, you know, you're tired, you so have think homework, about that. I walk the dogs, and like, you're willing think about to do that. If, yeah. if you're Josiah, you're Sean Marks, we've bent over backwards, done everything you wanted, we pay you all this money, you want the coach fired, we fire the coach. You want this new coach, we bring in this coach. You want to play road games because you can't get the vaccine and get it up, fine, whatever, whatever it is that you want. And you don't have the common courtesy, the decency he doesn't. To, to treat us that same he does, kind of he respect. He does whatever he wants. Ugh. Whenever he wants. All right. On that note, we'll get to Aaron Rodgers in about, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. It is now time for Rick's favorite segment of the week. He knows sports. I'm intrigued by a lot of guys. And he's very humble. I go away, this show dies. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. Is the DS4 or 7, by the way? All right, Stump Rothenberg brought to you by... Jackpocket. Let's bring him in. Andy in Merrick. Andy, lead us off on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, DPHO and Rothenberg. How about the boys from Belmont buzzing now? Oh, here we go. Oh, all of a sudden now. Now we all have, of a sudden you guys yeah, are best now friends. Buddies. Huh? Now we're buddies. Save me a bagel, buddy. Yeah, save it's me a bagel. It's a, it's a rock hard bag. bagel. You'd, you'd love Wade it. Wait, Dubowitz had a better body than you. <laughs> <laughs> David, we got a Super Bowl. We got a Super Bowl question for you. All right. With all those Super Bowl appearances, Tom Brady does not hold the career record for passing interceptions in Super Bowl history. I want you to name the legendary quarterback who has thrown eight career <coughs> Super Bowl My man. Yeah, your man. What a layup question that was. You, you stop it. Why would you no, say for you. that? For you. Well, but it was a legitimate yeah, question. You. I'm just saying for you. It's too easy for you. Um, listen, what can I do? I have a lot of knowledge. All right, we're 1-0. Let's move along here. Let's go to uh, Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, you're on Stump Rothenberg. I also have a Super Bowl trivia question for you guys. All right. I told you I think today's going to be very Super Bowl-esque with the questions. Go ahead, Steve. Who is the only player to be on five consecutive Super Bowl teams? Is it? I'm going to say Charles Haley. Final answer? Oh, and that's going to be wrong. Did somebody asked this the other day. What was the answer the other day? I can't even remember it now. Do you have? I can't remember what I ate yesterday. I'm, I'm no help for you. Oh God, Santiago, do you remember this? Someone called with this the other day. Yeah, but I don't think this is quite the same question. He said five consecutive Super Bowl teams. He was he made five consecutive Super Bowl appearances, right? He played he was a member of five consecutive Super Bowl teams. Right. So he so five straight years he was on a team that was in the Super Bowl. I don't think it could Correct. be yeah. I don't think it could be Charles Haley though. No? Then I don't think I no, know. No, because it. because San Fran didn't play in the previous Super Bowl before Dallas made their first one. I feel like we had this question the other day. And it's, I, I it's a similar question, but it's not quite the it's same. It's not the same one. I don't think I know it. Um, and I think I said, like, Preston Pearson last time, and then I I don't remember. I don't know. I don't want to waste forever. I'm going to take the L on this, so I'm going to, I'm going to say Charles Haley. Not Charles Haley and not a household name by any means. Career backup quarterback, Gail, Gail Gilbert. Bills oh, and Gail Chargers. Gilbert. So he was the backup on the Chargers after they went when the Bills went to the four in a row. All right, so that's one and one. Not ideal. Not ideal. Danny That's a Long tough Island. question, though. Yeah, it's a good question, though. Uh, Danny Long Island, you're on Stump Rothenberg. The famous Gail Gilbert. 
Very Listen, famous. Coming from the track, getting my five miles in this morning, here's my Super Bowl week trivia question. All right. There are three teams that have been to the big game once and lost. Who are they? Chargers. I see you at three. I see you at three one seven Main, uh, Rick. Looking forward to it. Look at you, Falcons. You know, I know. I'm thinking it's, it, it doesn't happen so quickly. Um, even nothing your brain should be firing on all cylinders right now after that sesame seed bagel. No, it's not. It, it's slowed me down. Beautifully lubed up with butter. Uh Titans. Thank you, Danny. Is that accurate? Well, according to the list I have off the computer, it's actually Chargers, Titans, Cardinals. I, the Falcons, that sounds right, too, though. Fal- I have to go back to the Fal- computer. Falcons went to two. There you oh, go. They, so that's they right. They lost, right. The Bron- oh, they lost to the Broncos oh, the first Dave. time. Oh, well, I, I was not I was not done. I was I was perusing. Oh, no. I was perusing. The Cardinals had that loss to the Steelers. Oh. I don't, I I don't I think that's undetermined. It's the James Harrison Super Bowl. Um that was a great catch by Holmes in the corner there. Let's go to um Let's go to Eric in Albany. Eric, you're on Stump Rothenberg. How you doing today, gentlemen? Go, what's Happy going on, Super Bowl Eric? Week? Same to you. Uh another uh, Super Bowl question. I knew it was going to be a busy one today, but uh Jalen Hurts trying to become the fourth player ever to win a national championship, a Heisman, and a Super Bowl. Can you name the other 3? Not necessarily quarterback, right? No, player. Mm-hmm. Heisman, national championship, and the, the national championship and Heisman do not necessarily have to be the same year. Now this one, I feel like you, you have it's answered already. It's a Reggie Bush situation, right? You, you have answered this question a couple weeks ago. Well, it, it's got to be. Well, Reg, Reggie Bush had it stripped away, though. It counts. It, it does count? So it's Heisman Trophy... It's Super Bowl, and it's national championship. And there's how many? There's three other. Jalen Hurts is trying to become the fourth. So there's three that I'm looking for. for. Um, and it's gotta, it's gotta be quarterback. All right, all right. Not a quarterback. How about Marcus Allen? That is correct. Okay. So I'm looking for one more then. Is that accurate? Well, caveat, Reggie Bush was not included in this because he had it taken away. So there are two others other than Reggie Bush still. All right. So two others besides Reggie Bush. Montana did not. Namath. Oh, I know who it is. I know one of them. Um... Like I got a chance to see him play in college, Charles Woodson. Yep. Right. Okay. There you go. That's Correct. Michigan. Yep. All right. And now there's one more. Correct. Did Tony Dorsett win the national championship? I'm going to say Tony Dorsett. Final answer. Ding ding ding! Great job. That's a that's a nice job by me. That's a four-parter. That's a nice job right there. A four-parter. Give me a wild Banshee Dave, Raymond. Give me wild Banshee Dave. Celebration.
One second. Yep, he's going to find it. I need to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you want to go? You want to play? Uh, no, I'm not ready. You're not ready? No. Uh, all right, then we continue with the phone lines. Let's go uh, Jeff Howard Beach. Jeff, you are on Stump Rothenberg. Who were the first pair of teammates to rush for a thousand yards in a season? Thanks, guys. Hmm. See, that was quick, right? To that. that was almost like a frenzy Stump Rothenberg situation. Oh no! But but here's the issue. I guess we could look it up. He's gone. He hung up. He must have. RJ, he told you the answer or no? No. Well, that's not good. That's not. Good. <laughs> well, we we can look it up. All right. Um. How about Roger Craig and Tom Rathman? But it's probably before that. It was before that. It was, yeah. Um, but I think they did it. And I remember it was a big deal when they did it. And both from Nebraska, by the way, too. Um, this would be this impressive. Is a, this is a pretty remarkable duo. This would be impressive. This is a, a well-known duo. Dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. Yeah. Um... Hmm. Same season is is Larry Zonka and Jim Kick. Um, could be Larry Zonka and Mercury Morris. Could be Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer. I think did it, but it's you know I think I think I think there's a quarterback on the list, but I, it's got to be before that. I think Warwick Dunn and Michael Vick did it. But I, don't, I think it's got to be before that. Um, I'm going to say... I think the Giants had a pair of this too. Right? Brandon Jacobs and Derek Ward, I think, got over 1,000. Uh, I'm going to say the Dolphins, 72. Zonka. And now is it Mercury Morris or Jim Kick? Mercury Morris, final answer. And there we go. How about that? That's real nice. You know what question you had? Most consecutive championships you had. Oh. And that no. was Ken Norton. Ken Norton. That that's, was the one we had. That's right. Yep. That's right. All right. We're, we are rolling right along here. You're listening to DPH on Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN, WEPN-FM in New York. Um, let's go to Anthony in the work van. Anthony, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good, good. I got a quick question. Who was the last AFC quarterback that Peyton Manning defeated in his career? Oh, my God. The last AFC quarterback. So he retired. They won the Super Bowl. Who did they beat in that championship game? Yeah, but did he, didn't Brock Osweiler play, didn't he? Not in the championship game. It was it was Peyton by then. In the, in the uh... Yeah, so that that is... I still he could barely even throw a football back at oh, that he was, point. He was terrible. That was they beat they beat Carolina. So that's twenty sixteen. Now the question is who did they beat in that I wonder if it could it have been Brady? Who did they beat in that championship game? You know? So who did they beat in the twenty sixteen? Was it the Ravens? Was it Flacco? I can't think of who they beat in the AFC Championship game. Um, I would think it's one of those, but I can't even—I can't even think of it. 
Denver beat. Must have been. God, who did they beat? That was the Patriots back then? It was either the Patriots or the Ravens. It's got to be. Um, and it's 2000 and. Got to be 2000 and. I, it's got it's got to be Brady. I'll say Brady. You got for, it, Dave. If, yeah. And there we go. All right, that's another a trick one. Question. I like it. Uh, all right. So uh, why don't you go? Are you not ready yet? No, I'm ready. Okay. I will go. <laughs> why? Why is there such hesitation with well, this no, question? Well, no, I was trying to decide which question I wanted to ask. So we'll go with this question. Okay. okay. Are you ready for this question? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I'm not sure you are. Okay. Can you tell me? Mm-hmm. We already know who has, who has the most Super Bowl wins. Yeah. It's Tom Brady with players. Win was seven. Yeah. Can you tell me who has the most losses by a most player? Quarter. Most most losses. Yep. Sklar Thompson came in, it's or whatever not, his name it's is. Not Sklar, is it? It's not Sklar. Um, Betson Stennett. Nope. Now he but can. I flew right in, took the Ed Koch. He can have won a Super Bowl. Right? He can have won one, but he's just lost the most. And this, yeah, well, there's there's more than one person, but I'm just, I just, I'll just give me one. All right. Um, it's got to be Bill's. How about Cornelius Bennett? Cornelius Bennett is one of those. That is correct. Lost the four with the Bills. Lost one with the Falcons. Okay. Name is, there's two more. Can you name one more? Has some... Uh, How about Glenn Parker? Played with the Giants. And that's lost the one, the, my man. Yeah. Yep. Bills and Giants. How about that? Look at you. How about well that? Well done. Uh, RJ, uh, I mean, we're scolding hot today. That was impressive. Thank you. So, a lot of Super Bowl talk. Mm-hmm. To mix it up, all-time NBA scorers. Oh, I was not expecting this. I thought you were going to go all Super Bowl, but go ahead. Ready? Mm-hmm. Start easy. Curry Abdul-Jabbar. Come on. Power Memorial High School, UCLA. Mm. A little he, tougher. He just mocked you. Eh, it was, but but I feel like there are people out there that that may not know that. Carl Malone. Louisiana Tech. A lot of people that, that probably didn't know that one. Would you agree? Uh, no. Who, what other pretty good NBA player that I think is still active? Louisiana Tech. Hawks Jazz. Paul Millsap. Really? Yeah, Louisiana Tech. All right. Go easy again. Shaq. Uh, Shaq played for Dale Brown. LSU. At, at LSU. Yep. Accurate. This, this one for Rick. I don't want to be in this game. Why not? I think you can get this one. Oh, go ahead. Carm- um, not Carmelo. <laughs> Syracuse. Ch- Syracuse. <laughs> That's, I was going to throw that in just for you, but... Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. This is for Dave. Is it for Dave? This is for Rick. This is for Dave. I got, my, I, I got Carmelo. Okay. Syracuse. Um, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Mm. He's feeling very confident Very today. confident. And to make Dave feel good. Uh-huh. Patrick Ewing. Stop it. Come on. <laughs> I'm not playing that game. All right, you're job. mocking me. Is that it? That's it. That's your last. Your last what? one was Patrick Ewing. Come on. Fine. You know he's sleepy now. He had Try. all those bagels. Yeah, that's right. Fine. Too much carbs. Dwayne. Dwayne Wade. Marquette. See, we can go all day with this. We list. Keep going. Keep, uh, rattle him. Rattle him. Larry Bird. Indiana State transferred from Indiana. Next. Chris Paul. Awake Forest. 
Steph Curry. Davidson. DeMar DeRozan. USC. Antoine Jameson. North Carolina. Machine gunning them now. Now, yeah. Until you're good now, you cleared it. No, keep going. I, I don't want to. I want you to. No. Until you get me. Come on. Go. I'd like to replace the trash. So we did Cuddle Mary Trash with RJ segments. I'm trying. This is this is no this good. Out. Come on. Five couple more, RJ. Out. You got it. Russell Westbrook. UCLA. James Harden. Ooh. No, I know. Ooh. Arizona State. Kevin Durant. Texas. Texas. <laughs> Not look at you. All right. I'm running out of players now. Two more, and then you're done. Greg Oden. Ohio State. LaMarcus Aldridge. Texas. We done? Now we're done. All right. Thanks for listening to the DPH Rowan Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.